Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a.k.a. What Danny's Watching, the podcast. (laughs) I love having a podcast to air my thoughts and grievances, my rants and raves, just about anything that pops into my head. Does it tie back to Big Brother? No, because there is no Big Brother right now. But that's why you listen, right? That's why you love us. The real heads are listening right now <laughs> for us to just talk about i guess what we're what we've been watching this week and ladies and germs it's been a light week it's been a light week can i tie something into watching and danny's take sure. so many of you might not realize this brett himself might Time. not realize this about me because we record this podcast once a week over zoom and we have cameras on and he doesn't seem to realize i in my everyday life nine to five, wear glasses because I don't wear them to watch a Zoom because I can see my computer and my phone just fine without glasses. But everyone else knows me as a girl with glasses. I recently have become a contacts queen. I had to go get a contacts lesson from the optometrist and how to put them in and take them out. And it's still really scary. I'm on my third day of doing it. But I'm wearing contacts now. And it's this is oh, the wow. new me. This is the new me you're talking to. When I knew you IRL, you wore glasses. All the time? No. I don't remember. No, I, mean, I didn't. That was 12 years ago. I don't remember anything. Okay. Well, I didn't. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, it's, well, it's funny because I wear glasses almost exclusively when I'm at the computer because that's the only instance in which I need glasses. I need reading glasses. I need glasses right. to read yeah. books, to read computer screens if i'm sitting at a computer screen for eight hours i can obviously see fine it's just more about like extended eight hours like my vision's gonna get slowly worse during the day right um i do the move i do the move now when you go to the, the restaurant and you hold the menu like far away <laughs> wow <laughs> you like pick you're up the there? menu and you're like <laughs> wow i just do that as like the classic joke when i see the check <laughs> you do the double take. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh. And then I hand it to my baby, like, thanks, girl. See you. And the waiters love it. They love it. She's a star. She's a TikTok yeah. star. Uh, so, how are you feeling with the contacts? Like, do they, how do they feel? I just, so you haven't put them in ever? I've never worn a contact well, before. That's I've where I was. I've certainly like lived with people who wore them and like I see them like poke their little finger inside their eyeball and I'm like, well, I want to die now and vomit. Yes, that's how I felt. Like I actually tried to get contacts years, I'm going to say five years ago and I went and had a contacts lesson and the ladies laughed me out of the office because I couldn't <laughs> do it. And so, but this time this year, I was so committed. I was like, no, I must, this has to be the year of contacts for Danny. So I sat down with the girl and she taught me how to do it and now I can do it, but honestly, every time I'm like, I can't believe millions of people across the world do this every day. Like, put, stick their fingers in the in their eye to put something in, and then you have to squeeze it out. It's disgusting, no. and that's like the eyes are so fragile. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I am, and I love it. Um, do you have the freshies, the little freshies that you throw away every day? Yeah, they're my, they're dailies. I can't handle the idea of a monthly, like that's disgusting. Yeah. You're just okay. putting a crusty old contact Piece in your eye day every night. Eyeball? Yeah, no, it's not happening. Well, let us know if you have any issues. Thank you I so much. I have anything to add to this, Danielle. Well, I just I, wanted I'm to let you know, you. I guess you really don't know me as who everyone else knows me as, which is a girl who wears glasses. You see me the way I, I want to you. be seen. I see your soul. I Thank see your you. soul. I've heard your, your worst <laughs> takes. 
<laughs> you mean my best? Yes. Yeah. I know everything about you. All right. Well, let's talk about Golden Globes. Attention, America. The Golden Globes are coming, and they actually were yesterday on Tuesday. On and by Tuesday. yesterday, I mean four days ago. They snuck up on everyone. It was like, hey, these are the 80th Golden Globes, but these are really the first Golden Globes. The first Golden Globes on a Tuesday. Yes. And the club was boy, going up on a Tuesday. Boy, did they have like rainy Tuesday in Los Angeles energy energy to them. Like, I was like, how are people like showing up to this on time? Like, everyone's it, dresses were wet at the bottom. It was raining. It's raining now. <laughs> Audience, if this podcast doesn't come out or like I just stop talking on it, it's because my power went out. I, for some reason, live on the most tenuously connected house to the Los Angeles power grid. Anytime yeah. we get more than like a quarter inch of rain, power's out for Breddy. I don't know who I'm paying, but they're not yeah. they're not giving me the juice. They're not giving you what you need. It's, it's it's been very rainy in California and like people don't go anywhere when it rains, so I can only imagine like well Hollywood's flakiest people all being Kevin like Costner. oh my god at the two oh, <laughs> Costner <laughs> Blanchett. Blanchett is probably like in New Zealand somewhere or whatever. Costner got called out though. Regina Hall was like accepting the word on his behalf. She's like, oh, he couldn't come because it's raining. <laughs> like she called him out. She's like, he couldn't leave Santa Barbara. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I imagine many celebrities were like, it was like 1 p.m. and they're like, holy God, it's raining. It's cold. It's yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. And I have to like throw on it's this a school dress. night it's a school night i got i'm not gonna go to some party tonight and like no drink with elton john or something like that it's not happening no. yeah uh what did you think about mr jared carmichael i thought he was honestly i like i liked him i like when people are willing to like kind of set their career on fire a little bit. <laughs> like the bit where he had the three golden globes and talked about Scientology before the Top Gun guys came out. I was like, okay, I love that. That was incredible. Like yeah. I screamed. I, that was like probably the loudest I've laughed at anything I've seen on television. And don't you in love a how long the, time. the stars of our favorite movie, Top Gun Maverick, just like it didn't happen. Like, like, just did not acknowledge, like, they, these boys were like, we're signed on for the sequel. Tom's the producer. We are sticking to the oh, script here. Not. We are not commenting. We are not even smiling in acknowledgement that that man who just made that joke exists. Iceman 2, the, the, the squinty guy who plays Iceman yeah. 2, he's going to have his own career. But the other guy, mm -hmm. he's like. I'm never going to piss off Tom Cruise again. Like, <laughs> the only reason I'm here is because of Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, that was incredible. I thought that was great. I thought the opening monologue was good. I, I mean, the room was not receptive to Jared Carmichael. They certainly were not. And from a macro perspective, from a perspective of like, this guy just went on television and made a lot of people incredibly uncomfortable for nine minutes. I applaud it. I applaud any sort of like, <laughs> yeah, theater that like Brechtian sort of thing where it's yeah. like, what is going on right now? Pe like, am I like people are just feeling uncomfortable. However, mm -hmm. the producer in me, I'm a producer. I want to be a producer. Mm. And 
Sorry, my community. Going nuts. Um, the producer in me was like, "What? Okay, I like Jerry Carmichael. He's a good. He's a good comedian. And again, that's like some of the jokes. The jokes he did when he was there, and he's like stands up, says one joke, and then introduces Jennifer Coolidge to pro, pro, to like announce an award. All that stuff was really good. Yeah." I wouldn't say that Jared Carmichael's brand – it was like a bunch of people who had clearly never seen Jared Carmichael before, including the producers of the show who hired him. Because yeah. it's like his brand of stand-up is walking onto a stage, pacing – and then either pacing back and forth looking at the ground or sitting on the ground and telling a really long story that is humorous but doesn't have jokes in it. <laughs> and that's what the opening right. monologue was. He yeah. was pacing back and forth, not looking at the camera, not looking at the audience. And when he wasn't doing that, he was literally sitting on the floor and he was telling a really long story that didn't have jokes in it. And it had yeah. humorous moments, but it wasn't like, hey, man, I'm Ricky Gervais. Look at that. Look at that. Put him on George Clooney. What a I mess. I mean, it's so funny you bring up Ricky Gervais, though, because my thought as I was watching Jared Carmichael is I was like, I think he's great, but he's not rich enough to do what he's doing. Like, he's not rich enough. Like, Gervais has fuck you money. Oh, so yeah. he can come out and literally do whatever he wants. He can piss off anyone he wants. He can tell a rambling story. He can do whatever he wants. Jared Carmichael's talking about how he's getting paid 500K for this job. That's a ton of money. But that's it. only going to sustain him in Hollywood for the next four years if he does nothing else. You know? Yeah, and if he like moves so, into like a modest one bedroom apartment. Yeah, like, exactly. So I was just like, I I definitely respect him. I think he has like a lot of guts, but and this is not a this is not a shot at him. This is just like no. this is what he does. I don't know why he was hired for this. I mean, well, like and I think that's part, that's the part of his monologue. He's like, why was I hired <laughs> yeah. for this? It was just like they hired him because he's kind of like a hot. He's like a bit of a hot name this summer. He has this. Uh, special Rothaniel on HBO that was like one of kind of the more talked about comedy specials of the year. But it's like, if you watch it, you're like, this guy doesn't tell jokes. He doesn't get right. a, he tells, he's a storyteller. He's like a monologist storyteller who tells like humorous stories. And he makes like sometimes like humorous observations. Is he theoretically a stand-up comedian and that he like stands up on the, on the stage and goes to clubs and stuff? Yes. But he is right. not, so the fact that like everyone was very uncomfortable by that and like the the room was kind of cold to it, they were probably cold in general because they were wet. Like <laughs> that's on the producers of the show for like yes. I don't know, get get Com get Martin Short and get Martin Steve, Short and Steve Martin up there. Yeah, he's got, a, yeah. He got the arrow through his thing. He's playing <laughs> banjo. He's making little yuck yucks. Well, that's the thing. I feel like it was. It was like, no one, you're right. Like no one watched it. Everyone just saw like, he's black, he's gay. He's been on SNL. And everyone was like, perfect. That's exactly oh, that's what, what we need. That's what his monologue was about. Yes, that's, exactly. Yeah, like yeah you, that's what I'm saying. You, yeah. So they were like, oh, great. We're, we're going to be so woke. We're going to be the woke, obese M&M. And we're going to be, that's a Tucker Carlson thing. <laughs> Do you know that M&Ms are very woke? That that the the because there's like a the there's like a left. sexy one and then it's not sexy anymore. She's obese, <laughs> according to Tucker Carlson. Full figured. We love all body shapes. <laughs> according to Round, Tucker Carlson, almond shaped, <laughs> peanut butter shaped. 
There's like this clip of him being like, the woke left has had their way with M&Ms. And now like the M&M who used to be hot is obese and woke. <laughs> we do not support this. Bring back the hot M&M. Um, anyway, back to the Golden Globes. So yeah, he, he was, let's say he wasn't set up to succeed. Jared Carmichael. I just didn't think like this is his, this is not like his arena. No, but that's fine. I still, I honestly, I thought he was fine. Yeah, no, um, I thought he was good. And again, the rest of the show, when he's like doing the little one, when he only has 30 seconds, so he has to do a 30 second joke. Yeah. It worked, like that works for that format. But you give him 10 minutes, he's going to do a 10 minute Jared Carmichael thing, which is like sitting on the floor and looking down and telling a really long story that doesn't necessarily have any jokes or punchlines in it. And right. I was like, these, like, how you. This is how you capture people into a show. The reason why there's like a host, you have a Ricky Gervais or a Chris Rock or a whoever open the show is because they're going to tell eight minutes of like banging jokes and they're going to poke fun at the at the celebs a little bit, poke fun at the movies a little bit. And you're going to be yeah. like, that was so funny. I'm going to keep watching the show. And this was like crickets. And I was like, mm-hmm. why would you hire a crickets type comedian to do yeah. this? Not saying he... On a Tuesday night. <laughs> On a Tuesday night, man. Like, yeah. get it's Tim weird. Allen. Like, get Tim Allen there. <laughs> I don't even know. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> get him in there. Complaining about woke M&Ms and stuff. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I would honestly good for, good for him. Good for him. But, like, it was just a, it was just weird. I was like, this is... It felt like they were putting the show... And they were putting him in a bad position because it was just like, he's not... He's not really that he doesn't throw that type of pitch and then the only thing he's going to make it do is like make people like not like him because they're going to think yeah. he's like awkward and bad but like that's just what he is and if you see his full show you're like oh i get it he's this and he's really good at this yeah anyways um i would yeah i would say in a nutshell like yeah not set up not set up to succeed and it just all sort of I feel like the way we should look through this show is like, who are the winners and who are the losers? And like, <laughs> I guess we'd say Jerry was a loser, a loser of the night. Jerry Carmichael. Yeah. I thought he was all right. I didn't think he was a loser. No, you have to put him in winner or loser. You have to. I'm gonna put him in winner. Yeah, okay. Because he got um, he got the bag. He got the bag and he showed them. And now he's gonna fu- he's gonna be like, fuck. Off. He's never gonna do it again. And he's gonna put a lot of their money. Yeah. True that. 250 after taxes. Um, so <laughs> here's a winner for me of the night. Yeah. Elvis, best actor, Austin Butler, refusing to let that voice go. <laughs> I was Did they just I was were like, like, we just need a guy who sounds exactly <laughs> like Elvis. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, well, this makes it so much less impressive if this is how he actually sounds. Exactly what you texted me. <laughs> the way he talks. And we must we must discuss. So like he's giving his speech. It's fine. It's just like incredibly distracting because he's talking like Elvis. And we cut to the crowd. We see Baz, silver-haired king. We see Lisa Marie Presley in the audience. And I we... R.I.P. We didn't the know. The next day she passed away. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I asked you if you had any thoughts on this. I honestly don't know anything about Lisa Marie Presley other than that she is the child of Priscilla Presley and Elvis Presley. Like, she married Michael Jackson at one point. That that happened. 
I don't know what she do, I don't know what she did other than like be famously the daughter of like a guy who was probably the most famous person in the world for like eight years. Yeah. I'm not saying this is a bad guy as a thing against her, but I was just like, no, I think it's like she's an interesting, it's just like an interesting character. Yeah. I think she's relatively private other than being married to Michael Jackson. I think after that, she became probably much more private. Um, yeah, there isn't, there isn't a lot I know about her either, but she is sort of a, you know, you instantly know her and recognize that name and face. So she is part of pop culture. And she, I just thought it was shocking because having seen her in the audience, to a night before and then to have such a sudden death. And she was 54, you know, she was pretty young. Yeah. So I would I mean, just say... I, she's survived by her own mother. Yeah, and which is horrible, yeah. which is really sad. And I learned um, this morning her son died a couple years ago. Mm, she, like, seems like she's had a difficult life. Yeah. Yeah, so rest in, rest in peace to Priscilla. Oh, no, sorry, Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie. <laughs> Rest in peace. And But I was sort of like, this is probably a nice year to have been her last year where she gets to see like how much her dad's um, legend yeah. is still honored and beloved around the world. And like a hit film made by a true artist about your father. A that's like a nice, that's a nice thing to Cameron. see. Yeah. No, I was like, I texted Brad. I was like, I gotta see James Cameron up on the stage. Give James Cameron the mic. Let him host next time. Yeah, he's gonna be like, yeah, I'm in a submarine right now. (laughs) (laughs) I forget if I told you I watched this recent GQ interview. Jeremy Strong to present best production design. (laughs) What a great (laughs) James Cameron impression. Um, I, I watched this GQ interview with James Cameron where basically the first five minutes he just talks shit about Leonardo DiCaprio as a young person. <laughs> he was just like, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't want to audition. I told him, fine, leave my studio. <laughs> like All this like behind the scenes gossip about Titanic. It was so good. Because James Cameron Leo- truly is that bitch. He can say whatever he wants. He's like Ricky Gervais. You can say whatever he wants. Doesn't matter. He's still going to work. Yeah, or not work. Whatever he wants. Whatever you want to do. I think you sent me this thing that he was talking shit about. It's like 17-year-old Leo. Titanic made Leo a star, but Leo was already like a very legitimate actor up until that point. Of course. Chalamet don't audition. I know he's older than Leo was at that time, but like... No. You watch... Chalamet landed Wonka, the darker telling of Willy Wonka, (laughs) all without stepping foot in the audition room. Charlie Chocolate, yeah. <laughs> Charlie Chocolate. He's in the Charlie Chocolate movies that are coming out. Where you watch Gilbert Grape, and I'm sure there's like, did I say this on the pod like two weeks ago, or was I saying this in a completely You did separate say this. Off-ramp? No, you absolutely said this on the podcast. I have a hard time delineating what I say on the podcast anymore versus what I say with my friends. Cause I just have these, I mean, this is why you and I are friends. Cause I just have these same discussions with my friends about like Brendan Gleeson and Jim Cameron. That's what makes us authentic. This is what we would really be talking about. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. um, Can we have a Banshees conversation? Yeah, of course. We talked about Banshees, right? On this pod? Yeah. I I didn't like love this movie, 
no. probably don't want to watch it again. No, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. There's a very good dog in it. There's a very good donkey in it. And the more I think about the acting, the more, especially now that Colin Farrell might be the like front runner for best actor mm-hmm. at this point in the Oscars. Right. I'm like, the more I think about his performance, the more I'm like, this movie is, and his performance is brilliant. Because oh. the conceit of the movie is that Brendan Gleeson doesn't want to be friends with Colin Farrell anymore. And they live on a very small island in Ireland. And Brendan Gleeson is going to incredibly disturbing lengths to be like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Just leave me alone. I, I, yeah. All I'm asking Friendship. for you is to just leave me alone. But I'm going to keep doing incredibly more disturbing things to just show you how serious I am about this. Like, yeah. I just don't want to be your friend anymore. Nothing personal. Just like, please stop being my friend. And that's all, and all Colin Farrell has to do is just like not talk to him at the bar. Right. And the great thing about it is that you completely understand Brendan Gleeson's point because his whole, because Brendan Gleeson's point is like, you're just kind of like boring and not really funny and like kind of suck to hang out with and you're just like slightly annoying. And Colin Farrell is all of those things in this movie and you're like, you know what? Oh, in the movie, yes. Brendan Gleeson's right. Colin Farrell is pretty annoying and boring and he's just like <laughs> kind of a dope. I, I would want to, like, if I was hanging out with him for 20 years, I might be like, oh, this guy's annoying the shit out of me. I kind of just don't want to hang out with him anymore. I don't want to have me Guinness with him anymore. And it's something about how Colin is able to portray that, which makes you understand the Gleason character. I thought, that's that's acting, baby. That's some Leo DiCaprio stuff. I guess. Um, I don't think anything that special about any of the acting in the movie. I thought the movie was fine. I think once you take this out of Golden Globe, like parameters of musical slash comedy versus drama, once it's like Colin versus Elvis or versus Brendan Fraser, Elvis has it in the bag. Sorry, Colin doesn't stand a chance. Well, that's the thing. That's the unspoken thing is that Brendan wasn't nominated. And he was like, he was like. No, Brendan was nominated. Oh, he was. He just didn't go. Yeah. Oh, he he was nominated. He didn't go. Oh, he was nominated. He didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. No, he doesn't go. He doesn't support the HFPA. No, hell no. A lot of people didn't go. A lot of people, I think, Zendaya won. She didn't want to go. Costner doesn't care. was probably wearing an oversized t-shirt and playing Nintendo Switch with Tom Holland. <laughs> and she was probably having a much better day than anybody else. She's like, I'm not fucking going that shit. Oh, yeah, I'm busy on a pro. I'm on Dune 3 right now. We're shooting yeah. Dune 3 right now. No, she was just hanging out. Yeah, 100%. There was an air of, like, weird suck-uppery I found at this year's Golden Globe. Like... I forget who it was. Someone someone called out Brad Pitt and I was like, Brad Pitt is disgusting. Don't call him out. There's a movie literally that people made about Harvey Weinstein that Brad Pitt produced. Meanwhile, Brad Pitt is like a CIA or not CIA, like FBI investigation for like strangling his own kid. So Brad Pitt? Yes. Oh boy. Yeah, his own kids don't talk to him. He there there was like this huge Angie. incident on a plane. No, it's not because they're teenagers. It's because when he was allegedly drunk on a plane, he like abused Angelina in front of them, and he choked one of them. 
So yeah, I wouldn't talk to him either. But no one knows. Every, this is all swept under the rug. Everyone's like, oh, he's he looks cool in Tarantino movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He looks great in a pair of aviators. Yeah. I was just like, there's something very weird about that. The fact that he produced this big movie about a an, an Hollywood abuser and everyone's like uh, patting themselves on the back like, we got him. We got Harvey Weinstein. Meanwhile, it's produced by someone who abused allegedly one of the biggest actresses in Hollywood. And everyone's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Which order do you watch She Said and Women Talking? So are I these, actually... Are these... Can you watch them in any order? I read the She Said book. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good. Ronan Farrow's book, I hate to say it much better, about the same thing, oh. which is like nailing Harvey Weinstein with investigative journalism. But um, Women Talking, I'm dying to see. It's Sarah Polly. It's a Canadian director, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying to see it. Doesn't it have our girl Rooney Mara in it? Probably. She's in every sort of movie where it's like that, is, that is happening. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm dying to see it. I just, it's not. Out She's not nominated yet. for anything. So Rooney. So I'm not going to see it. No. Um, I had to give it, have to give a shout out to Michelle Yeoh. Oh, my Lord. Oh. M G. I said to my husband as she's giving her speech, I was like, "This woman is sixty. He was, he couldn't believe it. But then oh she said God. it in her speech, <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> "Victory me!" Um, she's unbelievably beautiful. I have to say, I really felt bad for the piano player. That was a, also an unforced error by the produ producers of the show. Yeah, just she was constantly getting shit on. Okay, well, here's the deal: like, she was getting. The, have this piano player and she's like weird and she's like making weird little like fucking faces at the camera <laughs> as she plays like one measure of a song. <laughs> and then when the when they're playing people off, it's a single piano. And then Carmichael has to get on stage and be like, stop booing the piano player. She's not playing them off. It's a different track. But whether or not it is or it isn't, it sounds like it's her. Have it be right. something different. If you're going to have the piano player, have a trombone play people off because people will be like, well, yes. it's not the piano player. Yeah, I just really felt bad for her. And then, but then she like, so like all the winners are like, fuck you, like stop playing. Let me finish my speech. And then at one point she was playing, like it definitely was the piano player playing. They show her playing. And Jared Carmichael is like, why are you playing that song? And she's she doesn't have a mic, so she just is like, she makes her little face. She's like, I don't know. It was Whoa. on my set list. <laughs> yeah. But like, I just felt bad for her. Everyone was shitting on her throughout the whole night. It was uh yeah, it was weird. Like gosh, I don't I don't know where this podcast even falls. Are we pro piano player or I'm pro piano player. I have an I idea too. Like don't let Coolidge do a like seven minute bit just to like, introduce best screenplay. Right. Also, sorry. I, I'm fine with like I'm fine with like the little people accepting awards, but like don't let like costume design. I know there's not even costume design in Golden Globe. <laughs> don't have like costume design or best like score do eight minutes of thank yous, and then they're like, oh, crap, we don't have time to let, like, to let, like, Michelle Yeoh do it, like, when it's time for the big awards at the end. Yeah. Give the people at the beginning of the show the shorter music and save time for later when, like, 
you know, when Spielberg is talking, like Spielberg's doing what he's wanting. He's a director. He's yeah. not going to shut up. And so, I feel like we were saved. The production was saved at least 17 minutes of bloviating by Kevin Costner not being there. Oh, my God. So they should have factored that in. Yeah. I mean, thank God. Like, Blanchett's saving it for the Oscars. <laughs> yes. I don't even know what Costner won for. I don't know. He's just complaining about gas stoves or something like that for 10 minutes. <laughs> and the fat woke Eminem. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I want to just go through a couple of the winners real quick. Okay. Okay. So, um, Natu Natu, we love. We love. Oh. The fact yeah. that I saw the movie, I was like, yes, perfect. I know what this is, and I agree. Yeah. If you want to just watch, I mean, you're going to be, like, spoiled of, like, a genuinely joyous moment. But if you want to just watch the song, the mm-hmm. one best song, Not Too, the Not Too, from RRR, a movie which we highly recommend. It's on YouTube. You can just, like, watch that sequence from the movie, and you're going to be like, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, things that one that I'm not happy about. Best mm-hmm. drama motion picture. Oh, my Lord. The Fablemans. <laughs> the freaking Fablemans. This, what a gong show. What an absolute mess. Disgusting. This just t- reaffirms that the Golden Globes is a joke. Yeah, well, I'm a little, I'm disheartened by it because this movie looks fucking awful. And I know, I know many adult human beings who have seen this movie and the most praise any of them have to say about it is like it was very mediocre but it was also just very interesting because of like the subject matter and who was making it like that's the best thing anybody has to say about it no one's like this is a good movie many people are like this movie stings at balls it's not enough for me honey yeah but the (laughs) most positive thing i have heard any human being say about this movie is like it's at least really interesting because of what it's about and who's making it. I don't know anyone who likes this fucking movie. And it is now the front runner for best picture. And he's the front runner for best director for like, you know, if you're going to list, if you're going to rank all the Steven Spielberg films, this is ultimately going to fall like towards the bottom of the list Dead of like last. <laughs> movies. He's, he's like directing efforts he's made and it's just like offensive and stupid. So like, I'm hoping that, Fablemans in the Oscar race is cresting now. And this is peak Fablemans because right now it's hot. It's coming off of the winds at the Golden Globes. Can I have steam? But like something always comes up from behind when we get into late Feb, early March, whenever it is. So whether that's Top Gun, whenever people just just give it to fucking Top Gun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Talk about something that made me love the movies again. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) Give it to Top Gun. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing is the Golden Globes are a joke. Usually it's in the TV category. Well, they'll like, you know, they'll give Emily in Paris best TV show or something <laughs> like something stupid. And like it's evidence and like Glass Onion is nominated for a Golden Globe. Like, yes, that tracks. I haven't um, seen Fablemans, but I'm sure Glass Onion is better than Fablemans. It's more fun for sure. Yeah. It's more enjoyable to watch. And I just let me just say best director. Obviously, I respect Steven Spielberg, even though I I don't like this movie. <laughs> he's a wonderful, he's probably the most important filmmaker of our lifetime. Probably. Potentially. Um, but, but 
but basketball. The love for, Whoever directed what? basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Jay was really Roach good. was Jay, Jay Roach is a pretty good filmmaker. That's made a good two, funny at least name of a movie to pull out of your hat, Fred. <laughs> That's not a random. I love basketball. I think about basketball constantly. <laughs> um. Where's the love for Baz for best director? If we're talking about like a director who genuinely makes a difference in what a, like puts his true stamp on a movie, Baz like never gets nominated. He wasn't nominated for Moulin Rouge. That's the thing is like, oh, I mean, though the awards, the awards industrial complex has a history of giving our, uh, giving out awards to not people's best work. Yeah. But like, so in a just world, he would have won something for Moulin Rouge. But like now he's not going to win anything because it's like, well, Elvis is not as good as Moulin Rouge. Elvis was like a hit and it was like really fun, interesting, sort of batshit directed movie. Yeah. As all of his movies are. But like, honestly, for Steven Spielberg to make a fucking movie about like, what if a young boy named... Samuel Spielberg Meven, becomes yeah, exactly. you know, Meven stupid. Give yeah. it to the Daniels. Give it to the Daniels. That movie the is Daniels crazy. Yeah, but they are fun. Good for them. I mean, give it got... to Todd Fields, man. Tar. Oh yeah, Todd. Todd Tar. <laughs> give it to Jimmy Cameron in the in the. He's making the way you want. Let James Cameron have the mic. Let James Cameron cook. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's just that we've spent enough time talking about the freaking fablemans and steven spielberg but flop 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 hit michelle Yao. yes good for her she deserved that win she's great we're fans of that um, um angela bassett i am happy for her I think she's fabulous, obviously. I'm never going to take anything away from her. I will say, I don't like that this opened the door for, like, Marvel performances to me. <laughs> everyone, that was the headline. Everyone everyone's like, oh, she's the first, wi- first winner for a Marvel movie. I'm like, hopefully first and last. Yeah, she even was like, thank you, Marvel fans. Like, this is, this is the start of, like... Or, you know, I don't know. Good for her. Her speech was amazing. I mean, fucking give Angela an award every yeah, year. Yeah, give her awards. Of she's course, like, oh, she was in a Crest commercial this year. Give her an Oscar. I don't care. She's great. She's great in everything. Um, but just her. And she was None good of in this movie. Uh, spoiler. She's not even getting nominated for Best Oscar, for Best Supporting right. Actress. Like, the Oscars are not going to nominate a Marvel movie for an acting category. It's just not happening. I don't think it is. Good for her. Deserving. She was really good in that movie. I mean, that movie was like kind of meh, but like many points of that movie, I was like, this is this is some emotional stuff because of the yeah. context of the movie about it's like very much about Chadwick Boseman dying. The performances right. are really her and um, Letitia James are like, oh, my gosh, these are really yeah. touching, like intense, emotionally intense performances. So, yeah, I imagine very difficult, very difficult to film. And yeah, I'm I'm saying I have nothing against her winning, but I don't want to see fucking Chris Pratt nominated next year for, for Guardians what? of the Ga- farting around in for Guardians farting of the Galaxy. Farting in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel like that's pretty much all I have to say about support about um, Golden Globes. Except I will say, supporting actor in a motion picture. I'm seeing that Eddie Redmayne was nominated for The Good Nurse. 
I watched The Good Nurse this week. How was it? Wonderful. Good. Was he good? He's really good. He is really good. I'm not an Eddie. I'm not a Redmayne fan, honestly. I'm very ambivalent on him, but he's great in it. And it's just our girl Jesse Chastain. No one does it better. No one. Does <laughs> She's it in this better. movie too. Yes. She's the good Oscar nurse. Isaac even in it? No, he's That's not. That's crazy. How did she even get there? I mean, I, this movie probably isn't up your alley, but it is like a very interesting way of doing it. It's like this true story, but it, it it's like a horror movie. They film it like a horror movie. Oh, I it's, do love, um, because I love the Nick, I do love any medical story that is told as if it were a horror story. Yeah, and it's not, well, it's not gory at all. The Nick was like disgusting. The Nick is incredibly gory. I have one but, final yeah. Golden Globe thought for you. Please. It's best supporting actor, television limited series slash motion picture. Do you know who won this award? Lim- no, limited actor, I don't. He's up your alley. He's got three <laughs> names. Each Jeremy, of them. Alan, White. Paul Walter Hauser, <laughs> Richard Jewell himself, Jewell, finally Jewell recognized. Heavy is the crown with Richard Jewell. <laughs> um, wow. Good for him. Except I think he, I think that actor might be a real freak in person. He was in, a freak. In real life. Sorry, audience. He was a freak because yeah. he was like the only, because Hollywood is like completely godless and full of heathens. He was also yeah. like, thank God. And like, he like said a couple of things about like God or whatever. And it was like, yeah. I was, it was shocking. I might even throw yeah. in judgment. It was just shocking. Cause I was like, everyone in Hollywood is like very much like godless and an atheist at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he was just they like, just pretend. And he was just like, and he just like had a genuine thing. Like, and he didn't make a big deal about it, but he was just like saying it and then, you know, thanking his wife and his kids and his agent and all that stuff. I was just like, how this we have, there's one, there's one religious guy left. And yeah. Oh, I guess he's friends with Chris Pratt probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You but know, he should have won. He was in that show. What's up? Who F. Should? Murray. Abraham. F. Murray. <laughs> We're talking three names. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's two names in an initial. <laughs> That's not a full F. name. Murray. I gotta look up. Probably I gotta see his first name. Franklin. I'm gonna say it's Franklin. Wow. Franklin Murray Abraham. Born Murray Abraham. Where does the F come from? <laughs> oh, the Abraham added F to his name to to his stage name in honor of his father Farid. Oh, he stated that okay. Murray Abraham just doesn't seem like anything. It's just another name. So I thought I'd frame it. Oh, also, like frame, when you, jo- I mean, also too, like when you join SAG or whatever, like you can't, there can't be two Dwayne Johnsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My friend, <laughs> my, my friend who is, is on a, how to change his last name because there's another guy with his name. What's the name? Well, my friend, Daniel K. Isaac is on billions. Okay. He's like, but he's Sorry, Isaac is not his last name because there's Daniel. Oh. Kim is the guy from Lost. Lost. Yeah, but that's Daniel Day Kim, isn't it? Didn't Doesn't Daniel Day, doesn't he have a middle name doesn't too? Doesn't he have a middle name, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was... Yeah, because Daniel has... My Daniel has a different middle name. I don't know. I guess well. he just didn't want to... Either he couldn't do it at all or he was just like, I just got to... I don't want to be the other Daniel Kim. 
I hear that. If I got if I took my husband's last name, my name would be Danny DeVito. So I hear that. Can't join Stan. <laughs> Can't join Stan. <Yeah. laughs> um, okay, real quick. I saw Bros this week. Okay. Everyone remembers me saying how much I wanted to see this after it was promoted heavily on Big Brother. <laughs> um, I hate to say it. It's a dud. Well, I really want to see it because I love... I'm a huge Billy supporter. Like, I, I, have, a, I have a great career, Billy. Um Yeah, you know what? Can I say something? I saw the Mm -hmm. trailer for this movie. I just didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to... I didn't want to, like, you know, talk shit about Billy. Sure. I support Billy. I Like, yeah, the laughs I got out of Billy on the street for years was just like... I I support him. We support him. I'm I'm on the Billy bandwagon. Yeah. Clearly not enough to pay money to see it either (laughs) in theaters or at home. (laughs) Um, The trailer wasn't very funny. I thought the trailer was great. I really thought the trailer represented the movie I wanted to see, whereas the actual film... Oh, okay. Here's the problem. You and I, we all know this. It's a romantic comedy. What's the most important thing to make a romantic comedy good? Chemistry between the two leads. Oh, wow. These guys... Like, I don't know where he found, I guess he, the other actor, the, the main guy was um, like a Hallmark movie lead. Yeah. It like and it. yes, of course, he's very handsome. But I hate to say, it, I know a big part of this movie was they had everyone in the cast played by a gay actor, by a, mm-hmm. a member of the LGBTQ Luke plus community. McFarlane. Yeah. And so that was a big part of it. And I support that. That's great. But I hate to say it, as this movie was playing, I was like, you know who would have been much better in this part? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is really hunky and he's funny. He has such good comedic timing. This actor just did not have good comedic timing. They give him all these lines and it takes you a minute to be like, oh, that was a funny line. Why didn't I laugh at that? And they just don't have chemistry together. Also, like um, there are, I'm sure there are dozens of hot, and funny gay actors like that's I'm not I'm not worried about that there's no yeah there's no lack (laughs) no lack there I was just like that was the the actor I saw in my mind I was like this should have been not he's not a himbo but just someone who can play like the bro-y handsome but also funny guy who I went to was Chris Hemsworth but yeah it's I'm still happy I saw it I think it's still like maybe worth watching I just you can't get over the lack of chemistry. That's like you sent me a devastating issue. tweet about this movie that I won't even. Read. Well, it was a letterbox review, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you going to read it or should I? No, I don't even know where it is. Okay, it's a letterbox review from someone, and I can pull it up. Where did you go there? Um, they. Oh, we said we text too much. It's hard to find it. <laughs> Great podcast. Oh, here it is. Here it is. This movie dares to ask the question, what if annoying gay people got laid too? And while I admire the gusto, and then it goes on. And that is like, this movie needed another edit because we love Billy, but Billy does come off kind of annoying in this movie. Yeah. So ne- better luck next time is all I'll say. I'll see the next one. I don't one. know, but here's the thing, it's not going to happen. It was one of the biggest bombs of the year, along with Black no. Adam. <laughs> I think I think Billy will be back. Don't count Billy out. I won't. I support Billy. 
Yeah. Give Billy a TV show. First of all, do Billy on the yes. street for as long as you want. <laughs> and then I'll give Billy a TV show. Give him like bros the TV show. Like, I'm sure that'll yes. you, you know. Yeah, have him date a bunch of different like guys. And then, have him be you know, like Jerry like Seinfeld in the, in the 90s. He's like, oh, wow. It's like Anna Gunn is here. Like, mm-hmm. I will say he Charlotte made fun of this. Sex in the City is dating it. Like everyone's dating Jerry Seinfeld. In the in the movie itself, he has a scene that like pretty much makes fun of the conversation we're having right now. Where he's like, "I don't care what care what straight people want to see in a movie." <laughs> so you know, I like that. Good for him. I love don't that listen energy. to us. Um, yeah, we have a we have some questions here. We have a we have a beefy Big Brother question that just came in. Okay, from at why. What do you guys think of Janelle's second chance cast? Who would you guys like to see if they ever did an all returnee season? And this is referencing, retweeting a tweet from January 11th from the queen herself, Janelle. And the tweet says, who I want to see on a second chance this season? Colon. Here's a list of names. Helen. Frenchie. Keisha. Kemi. Big D. Tiff. Michael B. Is that the most recent Michael? Michael B. Yes. Buzanower, I think. is Haley. Swaggy. Vanessa. (laughs) Hannah. Joseph. Chicken George. Rennie. (laughs) Kat. Brett. Not me. And Ovi. Right. How do you feel about that list? Uh, Do you you have it in front of you? I have it in front of me. Here's my thing with like second chance lists. I think they're all too long. It's like no, yeah. it's like you're pulling names out of a hat at a certain point. Also, many of these people be... have had second chances already. That's what I was just gonna say. That that is a wrong name for this season. Like, yeah, we can all make a list of our of players we liked watching. Like, big deal. Does that mean I want to see them play again? No, not necessarily. Um, I think my who... I think my issues with this list are. My two of my issues with the list are people who've already played multiple times, Keisha and Chicken George. Scratch yeah. off. Um and then big I actually so I really like this list. Frenchie, yes. Absolutely. We're yes. the friends of the Frenchie podcast. I would love to see Frenchie <laughs> and Michael B on together. Yes. Kemi, yes. <laughs> Kimmy was good. My my issue with the rest of the list, Michael, obviously, Michael, we agree, was like one of the best players ever. Haley, feel good story. Like Haley was really good. Swaggy, Vanessa, cutie. of course. Yeah. Hannah, I'm, that's Hannah Chada. Yes. Joseph, yes. Rennie, yes. Kat, Brent, Ovi, yeah. Ovi, I'm a little bit like, I feel like he Whatever. might. He yeah. might be the same that he did the first time around, which is like get out pre-jury because he's like. Too something, he, something about him is like he comes across like a politician and probably makes people feel uncomfortable. The, my only other thing is Big D. Big D sucked. Yeah. I mean, he got second place. He got second place because he sucked at mm-hmm. Big Brother. Like, he was awful at competitions and he was pretty awful at the social game part of it too, aside from being very likable, which I guess is not being awful at the social game. But you know what I'm like saying? He's not a strategist. He, I don't think that people would really... Or he would get second place again because people would just take him to the end because I think he's more of a... Yeah. I just think, like, looking at the list, whenever I look at these lists, I'm like, this is a big group of random people and there's just no rhyme or reason 
like, yeah, sure. These could all potentially be entertaining again because they were entertaining the first time. Um, they could also suck. Wait, are you texting? Who, hold on. Are you texting me, but meaning to text your husband? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Wait, no, did I? America. Oh, we're yes, great, yes, I did. We're having a great I, moment right now on the pod. <laughs> oh, it's because, so my baby is crying. I don't know if you can hear that. I can't. No, I'm sure the audience <laughs> oh, okay. can. No, but um, my husband has to go. So I said, it's okay. I'm almost done. I can handle it. <laughs> but anyway, back to um, the topic at hand before I was thrown for a loop. Sorry. I was thrown Are for we a still loop talking about Big Brother? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, yeah, I just... I feel like a second chance this season should be only like six people. What? And so, the, yeah, I just think it should be a, less people. You're, I think it should be less. I think you're right about that. And maybe it's like a winter season or something like that. 12 it's people. Maybe it's more on the celebrity BB time frame where it's like 12 people on across three weeks and they're like doing an eviction. You're doing two or three evictions a week. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm fine with most of these names. Uh, some of them like, nah. Um, Cameron, get Cameron on the show. No, you're like Cameron's number one fan. I do not support <laughs> that. Also, I mean, people are always demanding these lists. Um, it's like, it's so random. A, I mean, I'd rather, you know what I'd really like to see? Another all new season like last season where it's yeah. all new people and it's the best season of all time. You know what That's people, what I'd actually like to see. Do you know what see. people put out, want all these lists and put out all these lists? Because it's they January 14th and there's nothing to talk about. We just talked yeah. about Paul Walter Hauser for five minutes on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's what our listeners like. They like Richard Jewell updates. <laughs> Janelle actually responds. She says, actually swap out Chicken George for McRae. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, we got another question mis- about the traitors on oh, Peacock. Multiple questions from at being loud and at etolinator. Yeah. So this, it looks like Clue, at least the way they styled everyone, um, Clue, the board game clue with Alan coming as a host. Now, Alan coming as a host definitely makes me want to check it out. That's the only thing this show has going for it. <laughs> I guess Cody Calafiore is on it. And so that is the big and brother Rachel connection. Riley as well. Oh, Rachel so too. There's okay. two. There's two. And like I was I watched the trailer and there's some guy I didn't recognize. And I was like, oh shit, is that Marvin? And I was like, my God, I, I swear to God, if they got Marvin on this show, the conceit is it's like it's kind of like a all these other shows, it's like it's it's kind of like a clue mixed with survivor sort of thing in a spooky mansion. Uh, but it's all people who have been contestants on other reality shows so it's like all returners from something um and alan cumming so yeah i was like oh alan cumming yeah it's like hit me yeah um it's brandy glanville it's like i i honestly have not i didn't watch the trailer yet but i might I, i'll look at the trailer when does mill Island come out <laughs> didn't they come out already <laughs> i'm not sorry america sorry fans like 
I we all, I only watch two shows, and it's Big Brother and Survivor. I'm not watching. I don't watch any other reality show. I I can't stand to see these people in any other context, even the context of a different reality show. I do love Alan Cumming. Come on, man! Like '98 Cabaret Broadway Revival original cast recording, like that shit slaps. Put it yeah. in a CD and put the CD in a car that has a CD player, and I'll listen to it. Yeah. But no, especially for Cody, hell no. We're just, we're about to enter a really, because all the good movies, oscar movies are hitting the rentals right now. Yeah. Those are going to dry up in like a month. Like they'll all come out and I'll have seen them all. So that's when I'm going to be really desperate for some good trashy reality. So that's why I keep my options open. I say maybe, maybe I'll watch this. I don't know. Yeah. But thank you for thank you for bringing it to our attention. Uh, thank you all. I don't know if we, have we ever gotten a question from Rebel Scum Why before? I love this. I love this handle. Why? That's <laughs> Why? a great I don't know. question to ask I myself like when we, I'm on I feel Twitter. Like we maybe have. <laughs> um, but th- yeah, thank you all for your questions and comments. Thank you for caring about the Golden Globes a little bit with us. Brett, did you watch anything else this week? I've been busy. No. Aye, aye, oh, I, oh, I finished the most recent season of Slow Horses, which I will award uh, a man. You know how, how every, many houses? How many horses? I mean, would you give it? I'd give it a. I'd give it a three out of five horses. It and was is fine. It fast or slow? What they were the all horse. well. We like the slow horses. We like okay. we root for the slow horses on the show. Slow horses. Uh, just like we root for the donkey in Banshees of Inisherin, yeah. and uh, Slow Horses is you know how like everyone's uh, parents watch Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan is just like boomer catnip. Mm-hmm. Like if they want to watch yes. something that's like kind of mysterious <laughs> and gritty, Ooh. Slow Horses is Ray Donovan for boomer British people. It's like very yes. reliable, and it's like oh, this is a little bit you know. There's yeah. a little bit there's a little bit of meat on the bone there. It's not like the it's not like a CBS show, but it's like yeah. slightly elevated. Like, oh, well, there's like oh, they show blood and they curse a little bit. It's like for the audience who are like, we hate Prince Harry and we love a little mystery. Yeah. I just think the the mystery, the crime that they're solving in the first season of Slow Horses is like much easier to parse. And in the, the second season, the crime that they're kind of trying to stop or solve is just like much more confusing. And I was just like, what? Who? What? I don't yeah. know. It, the second season is all just revolves around they're trying to stop like a bunch of like Russian spies and they all have the same last name. And the entire series, the entire season is just like... We have to stop this guy. No, this guy. And they all have the same fucking last name. And they're just constantly referring to there's a sort of assortment of like four or five different Russian characters we have to keep track of. And I'm like, I can't yeah. keep track of any of them. They're all old yeah. Russian guys with the same name. And it's just, I'm confused. That's and like I'm watching like, Game of Thrones, you know? Yeah. And I thought the first <laughs> season the is same. like the thing that they're trying to stop. It's much more clear what the thing is like that's their case that this season and i'm I'm like you know it was still fine though like i like gary oldman on the show he just like eats chinese food and and literally farts the entire time but (laughs) jealous (laughs) (laughs) anyways that's all i watched this week 
All right. Well, there's more. C- yeah. Sorry, we like gotta I get said, to your screaming baby and your husband who's left. No, she's not screaming oh, anymore. Cool. As I, f- which I figured would happen. Um, <laughs> she's living a great life. You know, babies they they nap a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I'm jealous of that too. Yeah, you can Saturday. And we got stuff to do. Um, <laughs> like. <laughs> Go watch season two of Slow Horses. Oh my God. Um, uh, thank you all for listening, for sending in those comments and cues. You can always send them in at HeyJulieBB on Twitter. Uh, you can email us, HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com. That's it. Um, got, that's a couple, it. got a couple weird emails this week. I, I don't even know. Oh, really? No. I, one, I was like, I don't know if this is spam or like the most crazed Hey, Julie fan in the world, and I kind of can't tell the difference. <laughs> That's what we think of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you next time. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.